by the NRA, National Rice Alliance, Jasmine, Basmati, Saffron, Fried, or just plain white. All your rice needs in one convenient place. We are genuinely confused as to why we're getting so much web traffic and even more confused some of the threats and anger we've received. But hey, as they say in the rice business, all publicity is good publicity. The NRA, dangerously delicious. <laughs> Welcome to the Justin News Podcast. My name is Justin Cross, and today my guest is Tabitha Eisner, the 2018 Democratic nominee for Alabama's 2nd Congressional District. Congressional, you know, that's not an easy phrase. Let me try that again. Tabitha Eisner, the 2018 Democratic nominee for Alabama's 2nd Congressional District. Boom, I nailed it, folks. I think the podcast should be done now because I was able to get her Twitter title in. Uh, Tabitha joined me. If you remember, if you follow the podcast, I interviewed Tabitha back in the fall when she was a, a candidate, the nominee. Uh, unfortunately, she didn't win, but she's not backing down. She's still fighting. And uh, I find out later in the interview, she's actually uh, she's up for the Democratic uh, Party chair in the state of Alabama, which is pretty exciting. I talked to her a little bit about that, but mostly, mostly I talk about uh, the ridiculous, extreme abortion law in Alabama that was passed uh, this past week. And, uh, and I don't know if you guys know this, but the South, which is where I'm from, is reminding me why I left. Because uh, first off, Georgia, you may have heard, passed uh, the so-called heartbeat law, which bans women from getting abortions once a fetal heartbeat is detected, uh, which can occur as early as six weeks after conception and may often occur before a woman even knows that she's pregnant. Um, but, just like in the 2017 College Football National Championship, just when you thought, you know what, Georgia, they're going to win. They're going to take the trophy when it comes to trampling on the rights of women. All of a sudden, Alabama came in and was like, hold my sweet tea. And they passed an abortion law which was so extreme that Pat Robertson referred to it as, quote, ill-considered and said that it went too far. That's right, Pat Robertson, the man who founded the Christian Coalition and the 700 Club and has said many things such as, feminism encourages women to leave their husbands, kill their children, practice witchcraft, destroy capitalism, and become lesbians. That's right, Pat Robertson, that man said that this bill went too far. So I talked to Tabitha about the abortion law. She is a very unique perspective as a, uh, not just a, a politician, as a Democrat, as a Democrat, as a female in the state of Alabama, but uh, also as a, as a Christian minister. And, uh, and so she talks about the theology behind this and, and where people who want to pass this bill are actually coming from and how they value uh, a, a fetus's life even more than uh, a baby or an adult or anywhere in between. So uh, it's a very interesting interview and uh, unfortunately um, I don't get her, I don't, uh, I didn't ask her to take an Alabama music quiz like I did the previous time uh, because A, she was not very good at it last time, but B, uh, this was a little more serious than uh, me asking her questions about the drive-by truckers. Although, it's a hell of a band. 
you should check them out. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the interview. As always, uh, evangelize it. Evangelize it. I think that's appropriate for this podcast. Tell everybody about this podcast. It's amazing. Uh, if you don't feel that way, then then um, lie. You know what I mean? Just just lie. Just say it's awesome. Even though you don't believe it in your heart of hearts, say it anyway. Um, I'm kidding. That or just don't say anything at all. You know? If you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. But no. Tell people about the podcast. Uh, review it on iTunes. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Share it on wherever. Let's make this thing huge. Let's make Justin's podcast great for the first time. That's a lot of that's it's a it's a long acronym right there to put on a on a, a blue hat. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make a blue hat. Make Justin's podcast great for the first time. Yeah, I don't even. That may have to go on the back of the cap too. Anyway, um, please uh, support it. Oh, and something else. Uh, a couple other organizations. We mentioned this. Uh, Tabitha mentions this at the towards the end. Um, Emerge Alabama hometown action uh, organizations that support uh, Alabama politicians and female Alabama politicians. Emerge Alabama hometown action. Uh, The Yellowhammer Fund is another one I'm going to throw out there because uh, they provide funding for anyone who is seeking uh, care at one of Alabama's three, that's right, three abortion clinics and will help uh, others get access and, and break through the barriers in order to get access, whether it's travel, um, insurance money, whatever it takes. The Yellowhammer Fund is a great organization I've learned about over the last uh, few days that you can contribute to, um, and, uh, and and we have to talk about this. We have to talk about this issue, um, uh, the, the trying to trample on women's rights and healthcare rights, and... Um, yeah, let's keep keep the conversation going, folks. Listen to Tabitha. She is a very unique perspective and uh, definitely gave me some insight, and I hope she, uh, she will give that to you as well. Here's my interview with Tabitha Eisner. Thank you, Justin. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Capital Chill, D.C.'s newest snow cone truck. Try our newest flavors of the month, Oval Office Orange, Arctic Snow Cohen, and Tropical Stormy Daniels. Capital Chill. (laughs) Welcome to the Justin News Podcast. My name is Justin Cross, and today my guest, she was the 2018 Democratic nominee for Alabama's 2nd Congressional District. She didn't win, but guess what, folks? She's not going anywhere uh, to talk to me about the bill that was just passed in Alabama, uh, essentially banning abortion rights for women. Uh, Tabitha Eisner, thank you so much for being my guest. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Justin. Uh, absolutely. I, I was so excited to, to get you on. We talked back in, uh, back, in, back in the fall when you were running, and, um, and, and I think you had almost wrapped up the nomination there. But uh, I want to just... You know, I want to. I want to learn first of all. You know, well, we'll get to it, like what you're what you're up to now. But, give me your re, your reaction to the bill that was passed in Alabama, and 
like I said before, essentially like stripped women of, of their right to, to get an abortion uh, following up on the heartbeat law in Georgia and, and other laws around the country uh, along the same lines. Uh, what was your reaction as a Democrat, as, as a politician, as a, a woman, and uh, you know, as somebody who, who is uh, in the clergy as a, as a preacher? Like I, I'd, I'd love to get that reaction, and also just your reaction from seeing, I mean, twenty-five white men uh, make that decision. I mean, to me, it was uh, when I saw that. I was first of all, my reaction was I was angry, but I was just also I, I was also like, what's like the most diverse quality that those men may have? I'm guessing is like how much Cialis they take, and uh, I imagine you didn't have that same reaction, but. Um, but, but let me talk about the challenge. 
children uh to you know 17 year old moms who you know necessarily aren't, aren't ready to have a kid and and uh you know then they're put on food stamps but you don't want to support food stamps or you don't want to pr- support you know programs that are going to help uh you know help help that child out once once it's alive and once it's you know five six seven eight years old how common is that uh is that viewpoint within the Christian community, would you say? I think that it's pretty much the air we breathe. Um, it is such a long-standing part of Christian tradition, um, but I would say there are very few churches that question that idea. Now, I don't think every church is working on it, 
What's your viewpoint on that? So, I mean, I think that um, I don't necessarily buy into original as a concept. Um, but, you know, I think, we, I think we're given free will, and that uh, is maybe just a synonym for original sin. Like, we're going to mess up. That's okay. Um, that, that's a part of what it's human is that you're going to have you're going to have choices and they're not always going to be the right choices um, but you can't be perfect none of us can be perfect and in that sense I believe in original sin it comes with life that you're going to sin you're going to mess up um, but I I don't think it's uh, important to believe that it happens exactly in the moment of birth and that therefore unborn children are more valuable um, than born children Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same reason that people, you know, this theology is the same reason that um, people baptize their children um, when they're very young, um, because they're good up until birth, and then very quickly they become sinful. And so the baptism is a way to kind of restore the sinlessness. Um, and so, you know, in Catholic tradition, if a baby dies before they're baptized, original sin has already hit and they didn't get the salvation of baptism so that baby goes to purgatory but what in the world has that baby done wrong I don't know <laughs> I cried too much I mean who can get mad at a baby for that yeah. um, but that's the it's so woven into our tradition um, that I don't think we can easily escape it unless we face it head on I don't think most churches are doing that. Now, the church I attend, we did Bible study on abortion. Uh, we spent six great weeks studying all the texts in the Bible that talk about abortion, and we really dug in on that um, and uh, allowed people to share all their questions and concerns and institutional feelings and um, where that intersects with their politics. And that was an important discussion. But I don't think most churches are doing that. I think they're just letting this happen unconsciously for the members of their churches. Politically, as a candidate, did you try to make that case of, like, 
you know, when it comes to abortions, actually rates are lower under a Democrat? Like, did you ever, did, how did you approach that politically? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, I, whenever I talk about abortion, um, you know, my campaign, I would start by saying I do believe that every life is sacred, and um, I do want us to, to make policy that reflects that. I happen to think that to that if every life is sacred, we really need every. And not, we're not going to say that unborn lives are more sacred than born lives. Um, and we're not going to say that um, that some people aren't worth saving their lives. Um, so I think that consistent ethic of life um, is really important. Um, and then to talk about what does save lives. Well, we know that healthcare saves lives, particularly preventative healthcare saves lives. We know that access to emergency services saves lives. Alabama is one of the states with the highest rate of accidental death, of death from accidental injury, because we just don't have emergency services within a reasonable distance. Um, we also have uh, a high infant mortality rate. Forty percent of women in Alabama have to leave their county, their home county, in order to find an OBGYN. What saves lives is having the healthcare providers that you need close to you and in a affordable um, setting, so affordable and accessible setting. So. You know, when we look at what will actually reduce the incidence of abortion, it's democratic policy that will reduce the incidence of abortion, and they'll also reduce the incidence of childhood death and the incidence of um, uh, diabetes and the incidence of uh, suicide and all of these things that are, and the incidence of gun-related death. Um, Alabama is also, I think, number three in the country for gun, uh, gun death. Um, we can change policies to save lives. And so it is extremely frustrating to hear someone like Governor Ivey say all lives are precious, all lives are sacred, when the reality is, if you really believe that, and, and she's trying to say we'll do anything, we'll do extreme measures to save lives. Well, if that's true, then take extreme measures to save the lives of um, of children who have been hurt, uh, children who could be hurt by gun violence. Take extreme measures to save the lives of LGBT youth who are committing suicide. Take extreme measures to save the lives of um, veterans uh, who are dealing with debilitating illnesses and often don't have access to their medicine. If you're really serious about taking extreme measures to save lives, expand Medicaid, for God's sake. So, yeah. I don't. I get very frustrated hearing Governor I say we're taking this extreme measure to save lives when it's really the only extreme that she's willing to go to, and it's only those unborn lives that seem to be worthy of extreme measure. Right, right. And and a um, couple more questions for you. Um, the the law in Alabama right now i don't know how it could get more extreme i mean it was extreme for pat robertson for christ's sake like that is um yeah. when, when you're too and Tommy Laren, 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, I'm from Florida. It's like me trying to tell somebody to wear sunscreen, you know? It's like, come on now. When it comes to, and I think one of the extreme elements to it was the the rape and incest aspect of it. You know, if a woman is raped or, or her uncle uh, gets her pregnant, she has to go have the child. Um, like, why, why do you think that Alabama lawmakers went that far with it? Well, I think it's about following a conceptual pill. Like, once you, in order to do, to pass a law like this, you have to fully embrace the idea that these pregnancies are lives, are children, and that ending it in any form is murder. And once you say that it's murder, then it becomes really hard to say, well, murder is okay in certain circumstances. Right, right. Now, I don't, I don't buy that argument that it's murder. But I understand the people who say, well, if it's murder, we can't just say it's fine in cases of rape. Because you were the victim of a crime, therefore you get to commit murder. Right. That's not, that's not a solid argument. So... Um, but it's not, it's not, so that, that's the thing. Once you swallow that pill, I see how you end up excluding even rape and incest, or including even rape and incest. But that, that's why we have to be writing this on the conceptual level, that this is, abortion is not murder, um, has to be key to the argument. If we just say rape and incest, um, we're going to lose the fight. pieces of bread filled with processed meat is healthy, certainly we can get a little slice of that pie, right? Come on, guys. Blimpy, this podcast may be our last gasp. Going forward, what what do you think? Well, obviously, all of these cases from Georgia to Missouri to Ohio to Alabama, you know, they are they are all trying to essentially get to the Supreme Court and overturn Roe v. Wade. I guess first question: Do you think that happens? And and second question is: What do you what do you encourage people to do? Yeah, so I'm going to act as if that could happen, as if Roe v. Wade could be overturned. I don't know. I'm not a legal scholar, um, and I don't know the new justices and their positions well enough. To, to really predict. But we have to approach this as if that's a real possibility. And um, and so I think what people need to be doing is um, getting themselves organized and recognizing that we have to win elections. Um, I wish, you know, sometimes the people wish that the Supreme Court were not a political body, but it is. And so Building political power is incredibly important for ensuring the outcome of this uh, legal battle. Um, and you know, I, I don't have the ability to interfere in the in the court system, um, but I do have the ability to change the public discourse and the political um, and and that has been shown to affect how the Supreme Court 
rules on things. So we have to be, I think, sharper in articulating what the issue is and where we stand on it. Um, and we have to look for arguments that will actually weigh someone's mind. Um, because I think too often we talk right past each other without bothering to listen and understand why people on the other side feel the way that they do. Um, so we've got to get better at telling the story, explaining our side, and understanding where they're coming from so that we can make arguments that they can use. Um, personally, um, I am doing that uh, by running to be the next chair of the Alabama Democratic Party. We're in the situation we are where only 26% of our state legislature is Democratic because our state party has gone asleep the wheel. Um, they've done nothing. They've um, not supported the capacity building of our county and local organizations. Um, they haven't raised money. Um, they haven't participated in political discourse about this or other issues. And I'm ready for there to be a powerful Alabama Democratic Party, and I'll make it happen. That's 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 awesome. I, I didn't know that. I, this is you're breaking news, at least to me. On the uh... yeah, there's been a, a Twitter thread, a Twitter argument happening about um, uh, Emily's list um, used the situation in Alabama to try and raise money and say contribute to Emily's list because we're helping to get women elected. Um, and the Democratic Women of Alabama stood up and responded to that and said, no, Emily's List, you have not given us a dime <laughs> in, in years. So don't you dare raise money off what is happening right now in Alabama. If you didn't want this to happen in Alabama, you should have supported the many Alabama Democratic women who asked for your support, but they didn't endorse or fund anyone in Alabama, not in 2018, and I don't think in 2016. I don't know when they last supported an Alabama Democratic woman. And we have to start holding our national organizations accountable for a lot of rhetoric, but not a lot of results. Um, not really investing in Alabama. They write us off time and again as too red to be worth fighting in. But this is what happens when you give up on Alabama. We bring a crazy law like this to the Supreme Court. So we need for folks to start investing in us. We are worth the investment. We are working our tails off down here. Um, but we're, we're poor. We're, we are impoverished here in Alabama. So we, we need that financial and um, I'm grateful in advance for all of the great donations that I'm sure are going to come in to emerge Alabama is an incredible organization supporting Democratic women. Please donate to them. Hometown Action is a uh, progressive grassroots organizing uh, group here in Alabama. Please donate to them. Um, please follow me on Twitter at Tabitha Tay. Um, find me on Facebook. Uh, we love to have supporters from out of state. So thank y'all so much uh, for that support in advance. I like the y'all. You threw the y'all in there too, Tabitha. You, uh, you know, uh, that is, that's reminding me of my su Southern roots right there. You know, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I, can turn, I can turn on the accent if I need to. <laughs> Um, definitely. I will, uh, when we, when we, uh, put the podcast out too, I will, uh, 
I'll make sure to, to tag those uh, organizations and uh, we'll try to get the word out as much as we can over here. And uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. And um, next time I'll, I'll hopefully call you about something uh, a little more positive and hopefully maybe it'll be uh, closer to when, when is when is the election for the Democratic chair? Um, unknown. That is a whole nother conversation. Okay. okay. There is. There is drama in Alabama about that election. But, oh, um, you're not oh, going to ride up on a horse on, on election day and fall <laughs> off it, are you? No, although I could. I have a horse. Um, I just want, you know, I don't want to, we don't need to do a repeat of that guy. No, no, there will be no Roy Moore and the tiny little pistols. <laughs> we will not do that, I assure you. <laughs> Well, I'll touch base with you closer to that time. We'll talk a little bit more about that, and I'll ask you a little bit more about music because I remember our last conversation. Uh, you didn't so, do so hot in our Alabama music quiz, so I'll give you. A, I wouldn't do any better today, I'm sure. No, no, I'll give you a, I'll give you a study guide for, for next time around. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tabitha. I appreciate it. Uh, have a good one. All right, you too.